Hello and welcome back to Intimacy After Infidelity. So glad you're joining me today. We actually have a surprise part two. If you remember two episodes ago, last week on Thursday, I talked about lamenting from Psalm 42. Well, would you believe God in his good timing after I recorded that, then I gained some more insight and wisdom around Psalm 42, how it connects to Psalm 43, and then the similarities in Psalm 77. And so I was so excited that I felt like I needed to come do a part two for you because we took a deep dive into how to read a lament and even how to write a lament. Now I want to come from a different angle and talk about what to do when you're in that lament season, when God feels absent. Because the reality is, at some point you close the journal and you go about your day. So what happens when this is a season and not just one passing thought? What do you do when God feels absent? Because you know that he's with you when you're on the mountaintop and things are great, you had an experience and you heard from him and things are things are good. And honestly, you know he's with you in the valley when things are really, really hard and you know that he's working, he's doing something. And so you know he's with you and even in the valley in the really hard times. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. But a lot of our life is spent in the wilderness that's in between those two places. So I want to answer that question today. What can you do when you are in this lament season, when God feels silent and absent, and you're trying to figure out if your habits and routines are still working, if something needs to change, why is it so quiet? How do I get out of this season? Let's answer those questions today. Hey friend, welcome to the Intimacy After Infidelity podcast. I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus, wife, mom, and a fair recovery coach. Chances are you are stuck in a marriage that feels broken, and you're uncomfortable with even speaking the word affair. You want to avoid heartbreak and divorce, but lately marriage has felt filled with landmines. You're wishing there was a step-by-step manual for how to survive how to heal emotionally, how to rebuild your life, and maybe even enjoy it. Well, my dear, you are in the right place. So if you're ready to move forward, clothed with strength and dignity, then find that safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Hey sister, I want to give you a little spoiler alert for how I'm going to end the episode today. And that is that maybe part of God's leading is to be involved in community and with other people. For example, if you're in a pit, in the bottom of a pit and you're stuck, the easiest way to get out is by someone extending their hand or a rope down to you and pulling you out. Some things in life you just can't get out of by yourself. And I believe that if you're listening to this podcast, you might find yourself in that sort of situation where you are stuck and you are trying so hard to build your own ladder to get up and out of this pit, but you can't. So I want to challenge you now to just be thinking, 
Is there an area of your life that you could use an outside perspective or some outside help? Because I'll tell you right up front, I have opened three coaching spots for the month of July, and I would love to just chat with you and see if you could benefit from one of those spots where I can get in the trenches with you, with that rope, and I will pray with you, encourage you, sit with you with where you are, but also give you an outside perspective on how we can get you unstuck, on how we can get you moving forward with the Lord, on how we can give you some hope for the future. So if that is something you're interested in, would you reach out to me? Either send me a message on Instagram at Christina Joy Coaching, or head over to my website. There's a free training there as well, and that's ChristinaJoyCoaching.com. Okay, let's jump in today. Psalm 42. I'm going to reference some verses from here. Again, thinking about this idea of lament. But I really have four points for you of what can we do while God is absent. So Psalm 42, starting in verse 1, As the deer pants for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. Now it's funny because I realized how often in my life I read that verse and I think, oh, this is so beautiful, that deer standing beside the stream of water. I want to long for God. Okay, but think about that word panting or pants. That means that the deer was running away from something and running really hard and maybe really long. He was running away. It was in a crisis. And when it says that he was longing for this stream of water, well, longing means he didn't get it yet. He's still desiring it. So think about that for you. Is there something that you are running away from? Are you desiring something that you don't have yet? And maybe we could even take this so far to say that you have an expectation that hasn't been met. This deer was expecting to come here and find water and the riverbed was dried up. Is there something that you are expecting and hoping for, but it's not there? It's not showing up. So even verse 2, I thirst for God, the living God. When can I stand before him? And also Psalm 42, 4 My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. So with both of these verses, verse 1 and verse 4, here's point number 1. I want you to be honest with where you are and recognize that some things are in the past. Oh, that hurts. That's hard to recognize there are some things that I need to grieve and let go of. They are in the past. I said before, this author was a former worship leader. He was leading the worshipers to the house of God, but he's not anymore. So what things do we need to let go of and let them be in the past And that connects with verse one, be honest with where you are now. Things are different. And it is not until you are honest 
with your emotions and with your circumstances. It's not until you're honest with those things that then you can begin to take steps forward. So that has to be first to recognize the truth of what's happening in your situation right now. Okay, second point, what can we do in this season? After being honest, then, ready for it? Wait. That is not the word that I wanted. (laughs) Wait and hope. You need to stop and be still. Look at what's around you now. So if we're recognizing some things are in the past, well, take some observations of what's around you right now. What are the habits that you have right now? What are your thoughts right now? What are your circumstances? And look at verses 7 and 8. I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. Some versions actually have this phrase, deep calls to deep at the sound of your waves. And if you were to say this in the original language, the Bible was originally written in the Hebrew language. If you were to say that, it would actually sound like waves beating against the shore. So the picture that the author wants you to have here is that you are drowning in the bigness of God. It is so deep. God is so deep that you cannot reach the bottom. Then verse 8, each day the Lord pours his unfailing love on me, and through each night I sing his songs, praying to the God who gives me life. So what are your habits? What are you doing right now? What's your situation? Another interesting fact about this, these verses, specifically verse 7, were quoted by Jonah, And if you remember, Jonah had gotten swallowed by this big fish, potentially a whale, and he prayed this. He recognized where he was, literally, in the ocean, but he was able to look around and see that he was overwhelmed by the bigness of God. So I want to connect this weight and hope. I want to connect this also to my third point. In the waiting, start to look inward. Now, if you read Psalm 42 and 43, there's a phrase, a chorus that gets repeated. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. So while you're waiting and you're hoping, you can also start to evaluate Why do you love God? That's a real tough question that you need to sit with. Why do you love God? Do you love God because he gives you things? Because you know that he'll provide for you and take care of you? Do you love him because of the blessings that that he's going to give you? Or a subtle shift, do you love God simply because he's God? Do you worship him only because of who he is, not only because of the things that he would give you or do for you? When you start to sit with those questions, then you start to wrestle with, what am I expecting of God? Am I expecting that 
because I love him and I serve him and maybe I'm doing ministry in my church, I'm doing all these things for God. So shouldn't God be paying me back? Shouldn't God be blessing me with abundance? I'm doing all the right things. I'm checking all the boxes. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I'm listening to worship music. I'm showing up at church. So shouldn't God be doing something for me? When is he going to show up for me? Be honest with your expectations. What are you looking for from God? Then you can start to move from your emotion, the discouragement, the frustration, the fear. You can start to move from those emotions towards hope in God. When you wait and you realize why you are waiting or why you love God, then you can start to hope in him again just because of who he is. Okay, so let's recap again. So number one, we had be honest with where you are and recognize that some things are past and start to recognize what's present right now. Number two, we're going to wait, which can also mean hope. And then number three, in that waiting, start to look inward and ask yourself some of these deeper questions. Okay, now number four, stop trying to escape sin yourself and stop trying to expect that of your husband. If you read through Psalm 42 and then continue into 43, look at verse three, send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. When this says, send out your light and truth, let them guide me, let them lead me. This is a passive verb. It's not active. What that means is that you are not walking up to God's holy mountain. You are being led. Someone else is doing the leading. You are just following. You're being carried along. So then chapter 43, verse 4, there I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of my joy. Friend, I don't know about you, but when I sit in that verse, it finally feels like some real hope, some real joy. There's finally something positive here after we've been sitting in this heaviness and this sadness and this discouragement. I finally reach God, the source of my joy. So what do I take from this? Well, again, because the light and the truth are what's leading me, I can't escape from the situation myself. The analogy I gave earlier in the episode, if I'm in a pit, I can't pull myself out. I can be led out by someone or something else, but I can't do it myself. That is the the grasp, the grip that sin has on us. We cannot escape sin by ourselves. So pray, pray for God's light and truth to come into your situation, whether it's your marriage or your family or your own personal situation that you're going through. Pray for God's light and truth to come in and lead you to the altar of God God, the source of your joy. Now, this may also come, his light and his truth, it may also come in the form of other people, like coaching 
or counseling or wise leaders at your church or a trusted friend who's going to lead you in the way of God. It might come in the form of people. So find community. Find that safe space. Find those people that will help lead you out and lead you to God. Now, one other super cool thing was after I had kind of this deeper revelation of Psalm 42 and Psalm 43, then I sat down one day to read Psalm 77, and this caught my eye. Psalm 77, 6, it says, I search my soul and ponder the difference now. And I stopped dead in my tracks and I thought, Lord, you just showed this to me in Psalm 42 that I need to search inward, that I need to go in, in this season. And so what's going on here in Psalm 77 that says, I search my soul. Okay, can I take a minute and read Psalm 77 with you? And I pray that this blesses you. I have one connection point that I think will really encourage you. And then we'll wrap up for today. So Psalm 77, I cry out to God. Yes, I shout Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I am too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days long since ended when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled from the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along the road like a flock of sheep, with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. Sister, here's my encouragement for you. You can see the same outline here as Psalm 42 and 43. Find your situation What is so hard for you right now? Search your soul. Look inward. Remember what God has done and his wonderful deeds of long ago. Remind yourself that God is holy. And then look around at your current circumstances. They're not pretty. 
They're hard. The Israelites were staring at a Red Sea in front of them and their enemies ready to come capture them from behind. But God had a road through that sea, a path that no one knew was there. Sister, are you that deer from Psalm 42 that is looking for some refreshment from the river and the river's dry? Maybe you can't see it because God is doing something new. God knows where that new and fresh stream is going to be and no one else knows where that is yet. But God is preparing that place for you, that place of refreshment, of hope, of comfort. Sister, it will be there. I cannot tell you when or how or where, but God is doing something new in you. Do not give up. Keep pressing in, and God will provide for what you need, including your heart and your mind and your situation. I love you, and I pray that you can trust in the Lord with all your heart today and believe that he is doing something good on your behalf. I hope you have a great weekend, and I will see you on Tuesday. Thank you so much for hanging out here today. If you need to talk more about this topic, would you send me a message on Instagram at Christina Joy Coaching? Or if you want to know the first steps out of an affair, as well as what to do before agreeing to divorce, I'd love for you to grab my free training at ChristinaJoyCoaching.com. But if this encouraged your heart, please take a minute and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend so I can continue getting this show out to more women who need it. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.